0: Lord, for thy grace, that we thy dwelling place
1: may be.
2: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Ni nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952. And remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Now, here's our show today. In Luke chapter 11, the disciples find the Lord Jesus praying to the Father. They take the opportunity to ask the Lord to teach them how to pray, no doubt thinking that if they received the proper instruction, then they would soon enter into a realm where they received answers to all their prayers. Well, we need to ask ourselves, what is it to pray? Is it just to make our needs and requests known to God and then wait in faith for Him to grant all of our requests? Well, we will get light today from the Gospel of Luke chapter 11 that we likely have never received. As we come to this message from Luke on today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. And joining us for fellowship that I really am looking forward to is Ed Marks. Ed, welcome to the program.
1: Well, Chris, I'm really thankful that I have the opportunity uh, in the Lord to participate in this program with you because I really feel that uh, what our listeners are going to hear on this program is one of the most precious portions in the Life Study of Luke. So I feel our listeners are in for a great uh a great help to their Christian life in this program.
2: Ed, we've had a number of wonderful discoveries in the previous chapters. Chapter 10 was tremendous. We had the Lord Jesus revealed here as the Good Samaritan and uh, his tender and compassionate care for us, really, who were the wounded ones. And then that very sweet account of the Lord coming into the house of his lovers at Bethany and spending the time with them as he uh, expressed from his heart what was happening, that he was on his way to Jerusalem and that he was about to die and the account of Mary and that whole sequence. Now we come to this chapter 11, quite a mysterious chapter, and it opens up with the Lord's Prayer, as it's commonly known, really an instruction by the Lord to his disciples at their request on how to pray. Set up for us what we're going to get into today because, as we've already mentioned now, the way we'll see this matter of prayer today is quite unlike, I think, what our listeners are probably expecting.
1: Yes, Chris, what's amazing about Luke chapter 11, like you said, the disciples ask the Lord, teach us to pray. But after this prayer, he tells them a story and he has some further instruction after this story. And if you read this, you wonder, well, why did he tell this story? How does this relate to teaching us how to pray? And Chris, what we'll see in this program is what the Lord does is he brings us into the intrinsic significance of what our prayer is for and what prayer brings us into. And I believe this will be a tremendous, tremendous help
2: to us. This is the key point you just mentioned. We use that to to sort of springboard into Witness Lee's portion what we will pray, what we will get into via our prayer. And it seems that even the Lord himself there with the Father praying, uh, I don't imagine he was asking for things at that moment. Probably his prayer is a very good indication of what he was trying to usher the disciples in into and what he will be bringing us into as we enjoy this program today.
1: Exactly, Chris. And, you know, in our prayer, the main thing we want to do is to pray ourselves into God so that we would be absolutely one with God to meet the need of his people.
2: All right, let's look at these verses again. These will seem to be uh, rather common, but we want to touch the word afresh today as we see it in this new light. And verse one, it says, "'And while he was in a certain place praying, "'when he ceased, a certain one of his disciples said to him, "'Lord, teach us to pray, "'even as John also taught his disciples. "'And he said to them, "'When you pray, say, "'Father, your name be sanctified, your kingdom come. "'Give us each day our daily bread.'" and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us into temptation. Let's join Witness Lee.
0: Firstly, you have a section concerning the teaching of the prayer. You read this prayer again and again until you reach the realization that prayer is to pray yourself Into God. Pray this way again and again. You'll be a person in God. This is my understanding. And this is also the experience of my practice. To pray according to the Lord's instruction. Is to pray yourself into God. And then, when you are in God, what are you doing here in God? to receive him into you. To receive all his riches into you. We the fallen beings were altogether outside of God. And we had nothing to do with his riches. Am I right? We were outside of God. We were not enjoying the riches of God. Then we need to pray. You have to recognize that too many times you are not in God. You do not remain in God. For instance, last night you lost your temper and you were mad with your wife and this morning you rose up. You didn't rise up in God, right? You rose up outside of God. I'm talking about our experience. You tell me where I rose up. Oh, of God, what should I do? Pray. To pray. To pray what? To pray, Father, you are just. You know how wrong my wife was, what's <laughs> Oh, Father, you are the just God. You must vindicate my case. If you pray this way, the more you pray... The Father, (laughs) you get away from God. Oh, Father, sanctify your name. Sanctify your name. And your kingdom come. Give me the bread for this day. And forgive me, Father, as I forgive my wife. And Father, bring me not into that trial again. (laughs) Try to pray this way three times. In the morning, you'll find you are right now in God. What is to pray? To pray is to pray yourself into God.
2: And again, we were treated to a wonderful graphic illustration of a point he was trying to make. Uh, What touched me here, listening to it uh, just now, how he made this very personal. Rather than just repeating the uh, prayer as a kind of a rote uh, method, he, he brings it very personal. Father, forgive me as I forgive my wife. This is really applying this prayer in a way that has the effect of bringing us into God. Let's talk about this whole subject of being brought into God by our prayer.
1: Yes, uh, Chris, to me this is very precious. Whenever we pray, the only right way to pray, the only right prayer is to pray ourselves into God. Now, what does that mean? That means when we pray, we pray ourselves into the presence of God, and we are in God's presence, and there's nothing between us and God. This is very important. I think when we wake up in the morning, we should always try to spend some time with the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And we should say, Lord, I like to open my entire being to you, and I don't want there to be anything between you and I. This is the first thing. Chris, uh, there's this portion in Ezekiel chapter 1. There's a picture here of the living creatures, which signifies our coordination together in the body. Above these living creatures, there's a clear sky like awesome crystal. What this signifies is this clear sky is we have to have a clear fellowship with the Lord. And we should always pray, Lord, I don't want there to be anything between you and I. And I don't want there to be anything between me and my wife or any of the brothers and sisters in the Lord. So we open to the Lord. He shines on us. We confess our sins, our wrongdoings, and then we also forgive everyone who has offended us. Then we have a clear sky, and we are in the presence of God. We have prayed ourselves into God. Now, what happens when we're in the presence of God? What happens is we receive all of his riches into us. We're filled with all his riches. And then, Chris, as we'll see, this whole chapter is a marvelous unit. We'll see as Brother Lee goes on. But see, Paul said that his commission in Ephesians three eight was to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ as the gospel. Well, we can only dispense those riches of Christ to people if we're filled with those riches. So this is why we need time with the Lord. Spend time with the Lord every day to confess our sins, to forgive those who are indebted to us so that we can have a clear sky with the Lord, so that there's nothing between us and the Lord, and so that we can receive him in a fresh way with all of his riches into our being, and then we can dispense those riches to others.
2: Ed, we want to go on and talk now a little bit about what it is to receive God once we have prayed ourselves into him. But just without going into that detail, because that'll be unfolded as we continue, contrast it, however, for just a moment, to praying for items or things outside of God is most often what occupies us in our heart when we come to him to pray.
1: Yes, the main thing, In our prayer is that we receive God with all his riches in a fresh way into our being. And the main thing in our prayer is that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're filled. Ephesians 5.18 says, be filled in spirit. You know, even this morning, I I just have to testify that I really enjoyed getting freshly filled with God. But I also prayed for things. You know, I prayed for this radio broadcast. But the main thing is we have to follow the Lord's anointing and flow within us so that we can get a fresh filling of him with all of his riches.
2: Even if it becomes our experience that we touch those things that we do need, and we should pray for those, but in the context of having first prayed ourselves into God so that the requests even flow out of a kind of genuine fellowship with him in his presence.
1: Absolutely, Chris. Chris, and the main thing in our Christian life is if we have the presence of God We have everything. What matters the most is actually having God's inner presence with all of his riches dispensed into us.
2: You mentioned at the beginning of the program, Ed, that after this instruction, the Lord's Prayer, so-called, he then goes on and tells them a story. Let's look at the story now, beginning at verse 5. And he said to them, Who among you will have a friend and will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, since a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And that one from inside will answer and say, Do not trouble me. The door is already shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise up and give you anything. I say to you, even though he will not rise up and give him anything, because he is his friend, surely because of his shameless persistence, he will rise and give him what he needs. And I say to you, Ask, and it shall be given to you, Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it shall be opened. But what father among you, whose son shall ask for a fish, will instead of a fish hand him a snake? Or if he shall ask for an egg, will hand him a scorpion? This will be unfolded Ed, in a most wonderful way. Let's go back to Witness Lee.
0: Whenever you pray, would not bring you into God, your prayer is wrong. You shouldn't pray that kind of prayer. Whatever you pray, the governing principle must be that your prayer brings you into God. Too, Too often, we got distracted from God. Every morning after rising up, we must spend some time with God. We must pray. You don't need to pray that much in detail. You just say, Father, forgive me. Good enough. This is all inclusive. Father, forgive me. Following this way, you'll find out that your prayer surely would have prayed yourself into God. Now, you are in God. Doing what? Now you are in God receiving all the life supply. What are the life supplies? The Lord Jesus, after teaching the disciples, he went on to give them an illustration. Here is one who has a friend coming to him, and he has nothing to feed the friend with. So he prays for three loaves, He prays this persistently, and eventually he gets it. He gets the three loaves. What are the three loaves for? For nourishing, for feeding. Then he kept saying, none of you as a father. If your children ask you to give him fish, you would give him the snake, the serpent, if the children ask you to give them an egg, you would give him a scorpion. Now, by this kind of saying, you could see, surely the Lord indicates that in all prayer, the intention should be that we are seeking for life supply, for loaves, for fish, and for eggs. All these three things represent all the riches of the land, of the water, and of the air. That means all kinds of riches. And eventually, you read on, you could see the Holy Spirit is the totality of the three things. Amen. The Holy Spirit, which is it, the good thing, is the totality of the loaves, the fish, and the egg. Amen. You read it. To pray is to pray yourself into God. You are in God receiving the life supply of three items. loaves, the riches of the earth. Fish, the riches of the water. And egg, the riches of the air plus the land. And the totality of all these to receive the good thing. The Holy Spirit as your loaves, fish, and egg. Think about it. This is the proper way to pray.
2: Uh, this is the proper way to pray, Ed. Not probably what we had expected. To pray ourselves into God and then to receive the loaves, the fish, and the egg. Unravel this for us.
1: Oh, Chris, Brother Lee's fellowship here is so precious and marvelous to me. You know, this subsequent portion that you read, the Scriptures, and Brother Lee's sharing, what it shows, again, is that the main thing in our prayer is to receive the Lord as our life supply, because right after he teaches them, you know, he gives them a prayer, he tells them this story, you know, about, you know, a man he has nothing to set before this man who comes to him at midnight. So he goes to his neighbor, and he says, lend me three loaves. Right. That shows that in our prayer with the Lord, what we want is three loaves. We want to be infused with him as the life supply. To do what? Not just to feed us, but to feed those we're caring for. How can I feed people with Christ if I'm not fed with Christ? Right. So I need to receive the Lord as my life supply so that I can minister him as the life supply to others. And then the Lord goes on, if your son asks for a fish, would you give him a snake? Of course not. If your son asks for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? Of course not. Then he says, this is remarkable. He says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Chris, what this means is that when we pray to the Lord, we should pray, Father, give me the Holy Spirit. We do have the Spirit indwelling us as Christians. right? But we need the Spirit to spread out from our spirit and fill our entire inward being. Yes. Every morning we need to be filled with him in a fresh way. Chris, if we ask the Father, Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit, we have the assurance that he will fill us because he wouldn't give us a scorpion. He wouldn't give us a snake. We're evil, and we wouldn't do that to our sons. How much more will the Father, if we say, even right now you can say, Father, give me the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. He will give you the Holy Spirit as a fish and an egg. Assuredly, he will do this. And Chris, what we see is that the three loaves that's the riches of the land. Right. The fish, that's the riches of the sea. The egg, that's the riches of the air and of the land. What this signifies is the unsearchable riches of Christ embodied and realized in the holy life giving spirit. And when we pray ourselves into God, we get filled with the spirit. We get filled with the Spirit as the loaves, the fish, and the egg, and then we're fed, and not just we're fed, but we can feed others. We can give them loaves. We can give them fish. We can give them an egg. And what is it to do this? It's to give people the Spirit, to minister Christ as the Spirit of life into people so that he can be their life supply. Chris, I would like to say this. This fellowship is so critical from the Lord because if you look at Matthew 24, This is verses 45 through 51. The Lord talks about the faithful and prudent slave there. And he says the master sets this faithful and prudent slave over his household. And then the verse says this, to give them food at the proper time. And then the Lord says that when he comes back and if he finds us giving his people food, We'll receive him as our reward in the kingdom age. So this is very critical, Chris. We need to pray every morning, Lord, feed me with yourself. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. This is why we confess. We want a clear sky between us and the Lord. And then we get into his word. We read the Bible. right? And we read the Bible prayerfully. And we pray his words back to him. And then we get fed. And then the reason why we get fed is so that we can give his people food and we minister Christ as the life supply to his people and that's the way the body of Christ is built up. Chris, I really believe even on this program, If our listeners are really open, I can testify right now that you and I, we are enjoying Christ as our life supply. And we trust and believe that there are many listeners out there who are receiving Christ as their life supply right now, as the loaves, the fish, and the egg. This is what our Christian life is all about, eating Jesus as our spiritual food and ministering him as food into people so that they can enjoy Christ and the body of Christ can
2: be built up. In his example of the husband who loses his temper with his wife, and that can often be us, this is the real solution for our temper. Rather than a prayer, Lord, deliver me from my temper. Uh, If we just are feasting and enjoying him as the loaves and the fish and the eggs, our temper will be solved, won't it?
1: Exactly, Chris. And we have to ask the Lord for forgiveness every day. You know the thing about the overcomers in Revelation 12:11. It says they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb. That's the first thing. We need the Lord's blood to cleanse us every day. And the thing about it is, Chris, when you confess, Lord, forgive me for saying that to my wife or my attitude to my wife, immediately you have a clear sky. Right. There's nothing between you and the Lord, and at that moment, he is dispensing himself into you as food to be your life supply so that he can flow out of you to feed others.
2: feel like we've gotten the, the loaves, the egg, and the fish today, Ed. Thank you so much for your fellowship.
1: Chris, I want to say again, I would encourage our listeners to get the printed message of this. I just feel that this message is priceless to me. To me, this is the highlight of the life study of Luke, this short portion.
2: Well, I'll echo that, Ed, and I'll uh, pass on in some information on how uh, our listeners can receive these printed messages. This Life Study of Luke, volume number two, it's a three volume set total. Uh, and if you'll contact us, our toll free number, 1 888 Life Study, eight 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 five four three three seven eight eight. 543 3788. Join us again. We'll continue our Life Study from the Gospel of Luke. For Ed Marks today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.